You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's My Role? My name is Ben Margulit, and I'm your host and Dungeon Master. With me, as always, are our players Tom, Isaac, Nathan, and Hamish. And we are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast recorded and produced in beautiful Hong Kong. When last we left our heroes, the Neighborhood Watch were giving evidence to exonerate Willow Crack to Leo Van Hagen. They learned that the university library was on fire. But who started the fire? And how will this affect the upcoming festival? Find out in What's My Role, Episode 8. All right, when last we left, the Brightmore University Library was on fire. Falarhana, your husband had run off to the library with the town's guard member, and you all had waited a little bit before all deciding unanimously <laughs> to chase after them. You had given the information about the criminal enterprise of the Greyhand. The information you had was a list of people that the Greyhand can count on for either favors or it was just a list of people that they can reference to that either they were coercing, blackmailing, or are involved with. So I'm going to give you those names right now just so you have it because we never covered that. It also contained a list of the transactions between the Brightmore Silver Mining Company and the Greyhands that dated previously to Willow Crack's existence. So it was clear that there was something more nefarious going on that extends beyond Willowcrack. So Willowcrack couldn't have been the sole source of this. The names that you have of the people on this list, there are a number of them, but the key names that, that you noticed and you knew of were Brienne Merced. This is a council member. Another council member, Lorelai Stonebrook, who is the wife of Galit Stonebrook who you had met earlier with Annalise Brightmore, who was in charge of the planning committee. There's also the former mayor, Mayor Sunwood, who died at the end of the first episode, who you had found was most likely murdered. And the last name is Loris Strongbrew, who is the current CEO of the Brightmore Mining Company. Those are the four names that were of most interest to you. They're the more powerful people on that list. And no, your husband wasn't on it, Felerhana. Damn. <laughs> would have been hilarious giving him the evidence of, oh, you're <laughs> implicated in this conspiracy. No, we didn't actually look at the book. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we assumed that important information. So Maybe the bells are, are going off around you in the town. Everyone's being called <laughs> out, or at the very least it's an emergency. This is the, the bells are only rung for emergencies, and the library is on fire, and the bells are ringing. You are running towards yep. certain peril, I guess. Oh, no. Yeah, so you're running absolutely. towards the fire. Love a bit of peril. Absolutely. What are you thinking while you're running there? Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> I'm worried about all the, all the books and my friends that usually study at the library. Quick, we have to get there before the town watch screws this up again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're running, you get there, and you arrive a little bit after Leo and Falahana, give me a perception check. A six. It, it's chaotic. There's a lot happening. What I will say is when you arrive, you see your husband in a way that you rarely have seen him take charge. He walks in, he starts pointing to people and they've had experience 
a couple of days ago, there was a fire in town and he is just pointing and giving instructions before it was more chaotic. Now he's saying to a group of town watch guards saying, you go over there, you contain the fire. We're going to make sure this doesn't spread to the university. It doesn't spread throughout the town. And so they're cording off the area. They're separating people. He is on top of business. With that perception check, it's hard to see how everyone's reacting, but they're listening to him at the very least. They're doing what he's saying. I will take a moment to lovingly stare at him for the first time in a long time. <laughs> and go, huh. and well, you I mean, what, what, what can we say except you're welcome? Mm. Really? Because mm -hmm. if that other fire didn't happen, this would be way worse. <laughs> there you go. We're going to go. experiment many different things just to prepare the town watch. Just yeah. help them out. But they're not going to thank us. Okay. Again. If they have the library under control, do we want to see, maybe investigate who started this? Do we want to? So the building is just in flames. Should, should we help? Should we offer some help? I don't know what we can do. We can offer to join the water bucket chain if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Can we go Grab up? A yeah, if you everyone. want to spend the evening helping, just describe the way you're helping in however you can, and we'll go with it. I, I think that's totally valid. You are representatives in the town. It's your, you know, you can do what you want to do to help. Wait, wait a second. Could this be a distraction? Like something else is happening while this is on fire? Possibly, very, very possibly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Do we do we want to scout around and see what's going on? The rest of the town's going to be looking just here. I we should split up. I, well, I don't know about that, but I, I think they've got it under control. It looks like it. Like they're pretty experienced from the fire the other day. Maybe we should maybe check something out. I don't know. I've just got a funny feeling. That's a good point. I never thought about that. As you're there and you're discussing what you want to do, whether or not you want to kind of go off, you notice that as the townspeople are gathering, you see that there are a number of people that you do recognize from the Lower Hallows, and they are watching, but they are very clearly standing on their heels with their arms folded over. Mm. They're not offering to help. Right. Some of them are even just kind of like chatting with each other, kind of pointing at the town watch, cleaning up and doing this work, and you even see a little bit of smirks. And a few people do look to your group from that area. They know you. They've heard of you. You are the heroes of the Lower Hallows. You're the group of adventurers that actually seem to care about their people, and you're in Bright Gardens. This is the rich area of town. This mm. is a symbol of the wealth of the family Brightmore and also the old city that used to be here. I give him like one of the, the head nods of like, so. They, they, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you even see in the group when you're, when you're doing that, you see Paige is out there. Oh, shit. What? Paige, your friend Paige. She's also out there and she's chatting with a few of your friends as well from the group as what? well. Yeah, and she sees you, and she kind of, like, points out the fact that you guys aren't helping. And oh. they give you a little head nod. I'll be back in a second. I just quickly go over. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. What? Garrett, oh, this how's is, it going? This is crazy. The, the whole library's on fire. Yeah. Oh, man. This is... What, what are you guys doing here? I mean, besides, obviously, well, We heard the, the bells. Fire. We had to go see what was going on. Oh, man. This is Paige talking to you as she's yeah. responding. What do you think happened? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. Like, uh, we were just having dinner at someone's house, and then we heard the bells, and we came running here. Like, And I, as I look over to, like, the other people from the Lower Hallows and stuff like that, kind of look over them, and then I'd say, you don't think somebody would have done this deliberately, do you? I mean, who cares as long as it burns? You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of knowledge in there. <laughs> but when were we ever offered that, you know? Yeah. I didn't have a membership. I didn't go to the Brightmore Academy. I went to Hallows High like you, you know? You'd have to pay your way in. Yeah. That's exclusive. There's a gate on that place. I mean, there was. Yeah. Serves them right. All right. Well, just be careful, guys. I, I got I to gotta head back to my group. But, yeah, just, just, just be careful. They might be looking for someone to blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call, Garrett. As Bye. Paige kind of turns to the other guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's stand back. Garrett, Garrett knows what's up. Yeah. Garrett knows what's up. Uh, I head back to the group and say, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they know anything or not, but 
Falahana, like you said, do you want to like maybe have a look around? We can do. Do we at least want to check out the lower hallows if this is a distraction for something? Maybe. But is there anything that they would want to target there? Or is there something else mm-hmm. that maybe when the town watch is pulled away? What about the dig site? It's all the way out of town. That's a ways away. It's in the forest. Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of check we can do to perhaps determine, you know, where a lot of this manpower might have been? If there's a huge fire like this, one would assume that it would require significant amounts of manpower to stop it. Is there something we can do to perhaps, you know, have like like a list of like maybe they're trying to steal money from the uh, okay. from old man Williams, gotcha, or maybe gotcha. they're trying to do the I'll dig? Like get the or, money back, maybe. Give something. me yeah, something. an intelligence uh, check to see if you can figure that out. You can have advantage if if you're together as a group trying to figure this out. Yeah, I'll help you, Just man. give me a raw intelligence check. All right. It Just could be an insight check if you want as well. In my head. I'll be thinking if there was another target, but not with these rolls. <laughs> um, that's an 11. Okay. I'm usually pretty smart. With that roll, I would say the best likely thing is something in Bright Gardens because the Town Watch doesn't go to the Lower Hallows. They would be protecting the Bright Gardens area. So if you're, they're trying to draw the Town Watch, it would be from Bright Gardens. So I think of the areas there, that'd be something if this is what that is. Yeah. We heard about a spate of burglaries and everything going on in Bright Gardens. Do we know places that haven't been hit yet? I know I was talking with some of the council members before about it. I know like the mayor's... Uh... Anyone with a family that would go back like that would have ancestry back further back in the town because I feel like they're maybe finding heirlooms that go way back in time that Mm. connect to Mm -hmm. the town's founding. So with the theft, you didn't have like a list of what was happening. Mm. You'd just been told both in Bright Gardens and in the Lower Hallows that there is some sort of uh, burglar that's been stealing objects. And you did hear from Annalise Brightmore that her incredibly valuable diamond had been stolen. Mm. It was insured. So she was consoled with the fact that at least they'll pay it out, but she cares more about the item and she was distraught about it. That's the only specific item you've you had knowledge of. So there there would be a list in, in the town watch there, possibly for you. Yeah, or maybe it is like the who who mentioned the silver? Yeah, to get is, the silver back. Yeah, mm. is it maybe it's being kept at, at the, the town at watch? the town watch or something and, as evidence for now. And also a... potentially it is with the role that you had, it's also potentially a fire that was set by Lower Hallow people as well. Uh, okay, well, let's. What do you think? Like, we could either wander around the Bright Gardens. We could head to the Towns Watch precinct. I think let's I, go to Town the Town Watches in the Bright Garden District. So let's head over there. That's see what, what it's I vote like. for. Cool, I dig it. Perhaps we should split up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit scary last time we did that. I yeah. mean, I'm feeling pretty good yeah. with my shield and stuff now. If you now, swing but... by the Town Watch, perhaps I can stay here and help with this fire, and you can swing back and pick me up on the way. That way we'll help out a few folks and build a little goodwill while we're at it. After all, Leo is sticking his neck out for us. Good idea. True. You're cool. Is the leader of the town watch here? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sudre. Sudre is part of the group that Leo is still organizing and and trying to take care of the fire that's still raging. It's quite a big domed building, really ornate, and it's on fire. If you think they'll accept your help. Hey, guys! Will you accept my help? As as you call that out... (laughs) I want to help you. <laughs> you you see Sudre and Sudre just kind of looks at you and says, "All the help that we can get. Everyone, everyone, anyone can help. Please." Okay, I'll stay here, guys. I'm gonna run over and help Tamil. Come back for me in just a minute, <sighs> I, and then I run away. I have the ability to shape water. I can help out there as well. I need water present, but I can flash freeze it and stuff. Help with the fire. 
Yeah. All right, so off, okay. off we go. So two right. of you are going. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we're splitting the party in the exact same way we split it last time. What can go Two of wrong? you are heading off to investigate just like we did last time, and the other two are going off to help out. I feel less I squishy it. now. I feel a bit better about yes, this whole Yes, you've all situation. leveled up since the last session. Yeah. Okay, if, so. If I need to be a janitor for the town watch again, I've, I've done some studying on my character work. Uh, how far away would Perfect. the town watch building be from the it's, square? It's within your. Okay, so we've. Yep. I'm going to establish this now. <laughs> this is a good. We're, we're humans. We make mistakes. And Hamish, who plays Felerhana, was using a new type of sorcerer, an aberrant mind. And there was a misread of some of the rules, particularly the ability to telepathically connect with people. Mm-hmm. He assumed that he could just shift it to whoever within his level appropriate area within three miles for him. And so what we found out is that you have to be within 30 feet to, to establish, establish the, the connection. connection. So we've shifted it. We've homebrewed a little bit so that we can retain what's going on in the campaign so far. So we don't have to retcon anything. We don't have to fix anything. Hamish as Falerhana can select one person, a family member, or a party member in the morning to connect with no matter the distance. But if he wants to change it, he needs to use a bonus action within 30 feet. And then that prior connection goes away for the day. Exactly. But we're still going to keep to it in that when you shift the connection, you're establishing the connection. So it will only be available to you for the next however many minutes that you want. Mm -hmm. You can't delay that connection. Yeah. Yep. So if you're shifting it now, the connection is open currently. But it will it's fine. It it will end after three minutes. After three minutes, exactly. Okay. Uh, cool. I will use it to connect to Tobin. Just let me know if there's anything going on at the town watch. Will do. All right, thanks. And, and so Tobin, you can just think and you'll connect with Falerhana for oh, the great. next three minutes. I'm going to be honest, it is more than three minutes' journey to get to the town watch. I'm just like, like, I, know we went through, yeah. I know we went through all but it was important to kind of cover that anyways. Oh, this, okay. is, this is valid. Unless he's teleporting, it's going to take some time. Think three minutes to get down by the time he arrives. Yeah. You know. The police station isn't near the town square, damn it. <laughs> Tucked away. It's still a walk away and around, yeah, fair I enough. think. Fair enough. Yeah. It's not a pretty building. It doesn't get to yeah. be with all the other shiny ones. Including the one that's on fire. Speaking of which... Yeah. I'll pick up this flaming board. I was I was going to... <laughs> I was going to oh, roll to see which, which group we started with, but I guess we'll start with you guys. Yeah, so Freller, Hanna, and Tom Hanks, you're there. You're in the midst of all of this chaos. What would you like to do to help? Tamil, it's me, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes, you, you called out earlier. Yes, what, I, I heard you. What do you want me to do? Is anyone inside? Just help bring some water and make sure that everyone safe. I, I, we, we pulled out everyone who was inside before, and we, we've sent them to get some medical aid. It's all fine. Just try and contain this fire, however you can help. Is there like a horse trough around somewhere or something like that? Yeah, they've dragged, I love that, yeah, they've dragged a, a large amount of water as much as possible from the well, and they're continually adding the water, and they're trying to put it out. Mainly, they're trying to isolate this building so it doesn't spread. Uh, I'll be using uh, the ketchup of shape water. Mm-hmm. So every time when a bucket's going out, I'll uh, as soon as it makes contact with the, with the fire, I'll flash freeze it. Oh, nice. Uh, just so it helps yeah, stifle the oxygen and uh, just keep it, yeah, try to restrain as many areas as possible. And if that's not working, press digitation to help snuff out a few of the flames if it's spreading further. While you're doing that, just as you're as you're shaping the water, as this raging fire is happening, there are a lot of town watch people that take note of you as you're magically just, your energy just flies out from your hand freezes the water around the fire and just snuffs it out in different areas as it kind of rages back and you're fighting. But they notice and there's some shock and awe because they haven't seen that much magic happening. Ooh. 
<laughs> I puff out twice yeah. my size as <laughs> so I'm like, yes. And Mr. Hanks. I throw a single bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> You're strong. You can throw two buckets of water. <laughs> no, I was going to see if I could pull the, the like, hook, somehow hook up, like, a system using some wood or whatever's around to, like, take water directly from the well, like, towards the... An aqueduct. Yeah, an aqueduct. <laughs> That's the thing I'm looking for. Okay, give me a... <laughs> He's sitting there building a fucking aqueduct. <laughs> what are you doing? Just help well, us. Well, okay. Give me a intelligence check. DC 15 to come up with an adequate system. DC what? It 15. Matter. I got a three. <laughs> three? <laughs> so, Mr. Hanks, as you, you run up to, to Meal as he's telling you to help out however possible, and you're trying to explain this concept to him. <laughs> the ancient Romans. You see, she's just looking at you for a few minutes as you're as you're really laying into him. And then this. the water will go into the chute, and you see if we get the right centrifugal force, it'll come rocketing out into the blaze. Tom Hanks, Mr. Hanks, was it? Yes, yes. Why don't you go and help move some of the debris so that everyone can get in and help fight the fire. You got you it. seem strong. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll look to this invention later on. This stuff over here? <laughs> yes, right over there. Okay, I got it. <laughs> look, I would make you do a check for athletics, but I think you're strong enough to, to accomplish this goal. And plus, you're you're helping. So yep. that's the, the main thing here is you're you're helping, and, and you both notice that people of the Bright Gardens as well as the Town Watch, specifically the Town Watch, see you helping and some of that animosity that you felt from them particularly from Tamil Sudre by the end of this endeavor as you're standing with the hollowed bones of the library as it's crumbled but you have successfully helped but the town watch saw you they noticed you helping there the mayor was out there the current mayor Bellis Raythorn as he's trying to help as well. He's a burly, large Goliath. He's trying to help in the same way. With you, Mr. Hanks, you see Crispin <laughs> Ironspine as well with you, helping out. It's a community effort. Fellerhana, you do notice as well, the same as Garrett. You you heard Garrett say that the Lower Hallows people didn't help, and that is also taken note as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut over as both Garrett and Tobin have arrived at the Town Watch headquarters. You see that there are a few people in the town watch that are still there kind of processing. And there's also, it's connected to the, the jail, the holding cells in the back. You don't really see that from where you're at. There's an open room and there are also a few different offices for the commissioner of the town watch, this new post, as well as the captain and quarters. Is it like a freestanding building? Is there like a back entrance and things like that? There is a back entrance to this building It for people to head out. I don't think either of you have been in to the Town Watch headquarters. Don't think so. Yeah. So at most you see the waiting room where people kind of sit down and, and wait to be seen. I don't think they're just going to let us in. Uh, maybe you want to check out the back? Yeah, we could check out the back. We could see if Mr. Squeaks can sneak in. See like what we it. can see. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Cool. So you find an area so you can jump into Mr. Squeaks. Yep. And you do so. You are now rat height. I want to uh, go to the back door. Awesome. Is, there, is there a way to crawl under? Yeah. All right, I'm going to crawl under. Awesome. Quite slowly. See what I see? There, there are some lights in here, and you can see there are a lot of bunk beds. This is the area where most of the town watch sleeps during their off shifts. Cool. Uh, my, I think my goal is I want to get to the jail part, or the prison part, to see if I'm slightly worried that maybe Piff might be gone. Yes, you can. You, as you get out of this room, you see a hallway, and from the hallway you see a few doors and you see a pathway that looks like it would lead down to where the cells are. You can kind of hear off. Cool. I'm going to head down that way then, skating along the side of the hallway, trying to keep to the shadows. Give me a perception check, Garrett. 
Bring back old faithful. A 12. You don't see or hear anything. It's quiet out. Okay. It's one of those fun moments. One of those quiet nights. Yeah, you're heading down, Tobin. Keeping my kind of eyes open, mm-hmm. my ears perked up high, yeah. my nose sniffing. And you come to an area with two large cells separate, and then there's a further door ahead of you as well. Are there anyone in the two cells to my sides? Yeah, you see a number of people, and they look somewhat familiar to you. These are members of the Great Hand that you had dispatched with earlier, the ones that survived your fight, along with Pith, who's there as well. And there's a door at the end? Yes. This is what appears to be a locked wooden door with bars in it as well. Is there any gap underneath the door for this one? Yeah. Nice. All right, I want to go up to the door and take a sniff. Give me a perception. Some animal instinct has taken me over. 15. You've smelled this smell before, I guess, but never as a rat, so I don't know if you recognize it. You smell that there's someone in there. They don't smell too great. Mr. Squeaks wasn't with me when I smelled this person before? No. Back in the early days. Okay, let me stick my nose and eyes underneath the door. You see a private cell. It's dark in here with barred windows above. There's a small cot bed to your side, as well as a little latrine. It looks like a solitary cell. Yeah. Someone's on the cot, and you're below cot level, so you can't really see. Looks like I'm going to have to be extra squeaky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's the tagline for the show. Um, I'm going to try to climb up the cot. Yeah. It takes a peek to see if you can see a face. Yeah, you see this rather large, imposing form of a teenager. Or 19. We've established he has 19 at least. You see Willow Crack on this cot asleep. Makes sense. Cool. I guess I'll crawl off and back under the door. Uh, Give me a stealth check. Super stealthy. 16. Oh, yeah. You managed to do this, and Willow here, light. Everyone's stupid. I hate the world. <laughs> strange dude. Strange, cool. strange, strange. I'm going to come back out to the hallway. Is there any room that seems like it's extra locked, extra guarded, maybe to keep evidence or things like that? From what you can tell, there are three doors from the hallway. One group of Towns Guard members have come in and out of one door. You can see that it leads to what what appears to be possibly a rec room along with a kitchen, possibly because they're coming out and they're bringing some of the prisoners dinner as well. And you see the other two doors that are shut. Right, I'm going to choose one of the other doors mm-hmm. and uh, pop my head underneath it. Yeah, you, you pop underneath it and you see an office. Mr. Room. Squeaks gets excited by all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I'm going to scurry up to the desk and try to climb it, see if I can see anything on top of it. You can see that from the assorted objects here on the desk, this is Leo Van Hagen's desk that he's taken over for the town watch commissioner position. Is there anything on top of the desk? We've we established this earlier. He's fairly finicky and immaculate right. about storing items and having it locked up. So All right. he didn't leave his folio with the incriminating evidence open. No. The desk? Okay. No, you I gave went him up to the page, folio. which is most incriminating. Right, well, I'll pop out, pop into the, the other room. Okay. And see if there's anything in there before popping back out. Yeah. From the other room, it appears to be there's a desk. It's, it looks a little bit shabbier. And you can tell this is Tamil Sudre's room as the captain of the watch. He gets his own private area to sleep, mm. as well as a desk and things like that. All right, I'm going to go up to the desk and scurry up, see if there's anything in there. There are papers on the desk. Great. Anything that looks important as I read with my rat eyes? 
the main thing that you're getting is there was an order for more supplies to help out with possible tensions in the town. So sending out for more armor, to, like to weapons, help out with potions, the tensions, or like, like to defend themselves right against. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I, uh, you don't. Whatever it is, he, he was. He's. It's literally a, a an order form. He's putting out an order now, for more things, and he was. He got it approved by Leo, and so it's going out. When for he makes using the budget. When he makes orders, does he use a chop of sorts? <laughs> or like, is there a signature? This is a very Hong Kong thing, right? Is uh, there a signature a, or, or some like stamp. wax seal, a stamp yeah. that he uses? Yeah. Is it is it anywhere to be seen on this desk? Yeah, it, there is. Yeah. The okay. rat's gonna grab it. Okay. Mr. Squeeze is gonna grab it in his mouth and uh, hop down and uh, head on out. Okay. Mr. Squeaks, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's brilliant. All right. I need you to do a another stealth check as this rat. It's gonna be, it's gonna be with disadvantage because you're dragging this metallic object that it's a little bit different than just a rat scurrying, and you're kind of fitting it under the door as you're squeezing through. So you can you can give me a perception check to see if there's a quiet time to do it, but it's still gonna be a disadvantage. Yeah. Let me do a uh, perception check. Yes. Uh, mostly on smell, because I'll be smelling if someone's coming by. I buy it. Which I get advantage on an eleven. Perception. There are a few people that just head head through with you saw some people heading with food there's another group heading out to to kind of pick up some of the plates and stuff like that um, cool um cue the mission impossible theme song and let's uh, <laughs> yeah let's do this disadvantage you said yes you need to beat a 12. easy easy well. <laughs> oh god well i rolled a four on both dice oh that means you get to re-roll them yeah hey doubles see it. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. As ding, you're ding. dragging this, what is the size of you as a, as a rat? That's a big, with your mat. that's a big. It's large, yeah. These big. are, they're, they're, they're large. I guess so, they gotta be heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear a voice from other, there's a guy who's just like, oh, disgusting. Look at the side of these places. Wait, wait, hey, 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 hey. What, what's, what, hey. Is that a rat? Is that a rat with a? <laughs> what do you drag? As you see a down watch, a down watch guard who's carrying a number of pots and pans, just looks at you and and sees that you're dragging this item. What do you do? Start dashing. You start dashing. What? 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 Do you, what do you got in your? Hey! Hey! Wait! Wait! <laughs> okay. So it's gonna try and grab after you. What's your speed? Twenty feet. Twenty feet. Have you ever tried to catch a rat, Ben? <laughs> I'm not saying you can catch it. I'm just saying that it's, it's chasing after you, and it, it, yeah. it keeps pace with you. If you're 20 feet, you can go. It, the, their their speed is at a at full pace. But you're gonna get to a door. So you, you what do you, you head you head hit to a door? What are you gonna do as as this guy is chasing after you? Which door is it? It's the door to the uh, barracks area. I I uh, go under the door. So you go under the door. <laughs> this guy rushes up to the door. You hear the sound of someone. A uh, bunch of pots and pans just kind of being set down because he's not going to throw them. <laughs> I, so but as he's like, doing that, does that give me time to find a hiding spot? Yeah. I'm quite small. Yeah, go for I it. I would like to hide, find a hiding spot. Give me a stealth check. Five. <laughs> you are, you That's go disadvantage, so I mean, I mean, let's see if it's going to be even worse. A three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you come in and then you hear this guy, eh, where, where's, ah, there you are, as he rushes in and tries to grab you, the rat form of you. Great, I'm gonna try to get out of the way and get out. It's gonna be a grapple against you. Okay, so he's gonna make a, a check against it. He got a he got a sixteen. 
15. Oh, no. 15. As he reaches down and grabs you. Hey, little guy, what do you have in your mouth right there? As he tries to pry the thing out of your mouth. What do you do? Um, uh, how close am I to this rat, like distance-wise, <laughs> from the outside? You are very close. You're, le you're less than 100 feet. Yeah, well, I don't want them to suspect anything. So a normal rat would bite them. Uh, I'm going to give it a bite, though. <laughs> Go for it. I don't want it to, I don't want to disappear because I don't want them to think anything supernatural is mm. happening. Uh, so with a bite, I get a three. You miss as you try as you try and bite onto his hand. So, hey, 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 hey. As he reaches down, he's just, we can't have rats here. They're going to complain as he tries to do an unarmed attack to hit you. <laughs> to kill Mr. Squeaks. He, he got a 16 to hit. And my armor class is a 10. A 10. Uh, it's going to be, it does five HP worth of damage. Well, that's enough. Yeah, you're still fine? No, no, that's enough to, to oh, no. disappear, Mr. Squeaks. <laughs> he poofs out of air as this rat poofs out of existence. You reappear in your body. Uh, I think we should, the, the guards found me. We should find a different spot to stand. What? Let's kind of, uh, let's move out of this area. Uh, uh, okay. All right. I'll tell you what I saw in a second, but let's get out of here. All right. <laughs> I mean, nothing uh, Nothing seemed strange about it. I mean, the the jail, everything was in order. Maybe something else is going on somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. I just wish I wish it would have got escaped. Man, I wish so too. So you recap right. you recap each other on, yeah. on what, on the what walk you missed. Back, yeah. Maybe. yeah, as you eventually meet up with Feller Hanna and Mr. Hanks. <laughs> Is there anything else I can do? No, it's fine. Everyone, let's see if we can fix anything, and we'll 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 try and repair what what, what we can. Thank you, everyone, as as you're all thanked. Tamil walks up to both of you and says, I "Hate to admit it, but." We uh, we needed your help tonight, and thank you for, for what you did to both of you, both Father Hanna and Mr. Hanks. That's all we want to do is help. Right. Well, thanks. Stick out a hand to him. He shakes your hand. Thank you very much for everything this evening. We'll see you later. And I call out to Tamil and I say, <laughs> Hey, Tamil, yes, even Mr. though there was fire all around tonight, I think I felt the burgeoning embers of friendship. And then I stick out my hand. <laughs> he turns to you, Father Hanna. Do you like this all the time? It's part of his charm, yes. <laughs> she shakes your hand. <laughs> Thanks. As he walks over to meet up with the town watch people. I assume you catch up everyone on what, what had happened, and you all head back to your respective homes to yeah. sleep for the night. There's much else going on. Yeah. It was a good idea, but maybe we're a little too overhyped. Well, mm. I think it's reasonable to expect that something would be going on. Yeah. Oh, you know, for sure. Oh, I absolutely. Situations, right? I just yeah. feel a little defeated. Well, just I know. Yeah. We can still do quite those, a lot. Those dice were really against you. Mm. Four or five checks. That Hang on a sec. Yeah. So Mr. Squeaks can come back. Oh, he can come back. It, it, right. It's costly, but he'll be back. Don't worry. Nah. Oh yeah. But it seems like we're getting in a. Well, hopefully we're covering a bit of reputation with the town watch. Yeah, nice work, guys. Yeah. Well, we should uh, keep ears out. If something has happened tonight, I'm sure we'll hear of it. Either more robberies in either the Lower Hallows or Bright Garden. So keep your ears to the ground, I guess. H how many days are we away from the festival? You are four days away. You you go to sleep. It is the next day. Before I go to sleep, I'll, I'll cast Find Familiar again to bring awesome. back Mr. Squeaks. Mr. Squeaks appears. Perfect. Good to have you back. I um, When I get back, I pull one out for Mr. Squeaks. Nice. Now we're going to enter into, we're, we're continuing with the concept of downtime of what you want to do. I want to, I'm going I'm to just repeat again, you have two options for your downtime. You can either do your job that you're employed to do 
and do one other thing in, in the next period of time before the festival, or you can ignore your job and do more than one thing. I'll allow two things for that. For Falerhana, for Tobin specifically, if you're not working on the festival, at some level, it's going to be incredibly noticed that there are no decorations. For Garrett, your mom is helping out. You nice. could be doing other stuff, but it is also noticed that your mom's doing the work and you're trained to do it. She's not trained to do it. So Mr. She's G is counting handy. on Mr. G is counting on your help. He said it before. <laughs> He's hoping for your help in creating all these wondrous little tinker toys that will come around and help out. I love a description of what you're doing for the festival as well. And there are going to be a few things that happen over the next few days. There are meetings that you've set up that we'll recap and go through. Those are freebies. They don't have to be done in any other capacity of time. Okay, so we're going to start with Garrett. What would you like to do? You know what I want to do. What do you want to do? I want to make my gun. You did have that book from before the library burnt down? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can help out with the, the toys and stuff, but also focus on one other activity? Yes, this would okay. be your off-time activity. Yeah, okay. So my off-time activity, I'd like to keep on studying and yeah, take steps towards crafting a, a firearm, an essential piece of an artificer's inventory. Yeah, give me a intelligence check with proficiency and do it with advantage. Oh, okay. A 21. 21. This is the course of the next few days as people are getting ready for the festival. Mr. G notices on your off time that you're spending some time crafting this object from a, a book. <laughs> and he comes up and he kind of looks over your shoulders. He's incredibly intrigued by the thing that you're crafting. He, hadn't, he hasn't really seen much of these before. And he kind of looks at you and says, uh, Garrett, well, what's, uh, what, what you making? Hey, I, well, I'd, I'd read in some books and stuff, uh, you know, about pirates and things like that. And they had these weapons, like, I guess it's like a projectile. Mm. And it uses either magic or this kind of explosive powder. I'm not sure which. I think there's different types. And it fires out a projectile at astonishing range. It, I guess it's kind of like a crossbow or a bow, but you don't need to draw it back or, or load it, things like that. Uh, anyway, I thought I'd give it a try because, you know, I told you about the owlbear that, you know, that crazy undead owlbear thing. That was, man, that was really freaky. And anyway, I was so freaked out, I couldn't get near it, but I still wanted to help. And I don't have anything that can help my friends at range, mm. I guess. And I'll be honest, Mr. G, I think I'm going to be doing a bit more of this. And so I wanted to to try and make this thing. What, what do you think? It's pretty awesome, hey? I mean, uh, I like it. All right. I like, I, like, uh, I like the design. I think I could help you uh, improve this. Yeah? A bit, yeah. And the, uh, he, you and him together in the off time after the shop's kind of closed. Montage. Goes down. Yeah, you montage in the next few days as he helps give you tips. As he has more experience crafting and weapon mm. experience form fitting it to your hand, he helps craft it in such a way that the grip is is form fitted for your hand. Ooh. If someone else were to grab it, it'd be at disadvantage of firing it. I like it. That's his help so for cool. you with your 21. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but thank you. Yeah. It might be. I guess might it can't be. be used against me. can't be used against you. But my real question is, yeah. I wonder what our montage song is. Push it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> that seems a bit too intense That's for a montage like this. No. Yeah, okay. Oh, you know, you know what? Because he never really felt a connection with his dad. Yeah. It's like a Cat Stevens, father and son. Oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Saying? yeah, there you go. There's a lot of like ruffling of hair. Yeah. And your mom, 
your mom sees... She's standing at the doorway like a smile, yeah, yeah, shaking yeah. her head. She she does see <laughs> your aptitude for crafting, and she understands a little bit more of the things that you're doing. Before, it was just helping you not be in the mining world, helping you not be a laborer, Yeah, pursuing something that's a little bit different. They spent their savings to ensure that you could have a place with Mr. G. And now she sees the hobby you had during high school, this Lairs and Liches, possibly has created something that's a little bit more meaningful as she comes to you at, at the end when, you, when you're kind of looking at it and says, Garrett, I'm, I'm proud of the work you're doing. Thanks, Mom. I, you know, f- for the first time, I actually feel like I have a real purpose. Like, no offense, Mr. G, like, I love this and everything, but I just mean, you know, this is, I, f- I feel like, like a calling. And, you know, we've really, really helped people. Why would I take offense at that? You're saying my business is uh, is boring to you. It's not a calling. I get it. <laughs> no, Mr. G, come on. You know I love this, but I just I feel like there's something more that I can do. Well, as long as you're safe and you're happy, I- I'm happy too. And I know your dad would be proud. He would be. Mm. If we could get him down here. He kind of just shifts his gaze away. Okay, well, I guess help out a little bit more with the get last minute prep done and get ready for the festival. What are the preparations that you're doing for the festival? What is Mr. G and you crafted up for the kids and for entertainment sake? Yeah, I was thinking about this and I think it would be cool to have like some kind of uh, little clockwork little toy type thing yeah. where it, it, it's like representative of the town itself. So almost like a little... Oh, like a it, miniature... Like one of those clocks, you know, where the things come out and like they bow to each other yeah, and things like yeah. that. So like maybe it's like you twist it up and there's like a miner that's going... Tick, 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 ding, oh, that's awesome. Tick, tick, and then like the the like a cliff or something cracks open like an egg and from out it rises up like a university from, you know, that. like the Bright Garden University yeah. or something. So it's like through the the, the strength and, and of the mining and everything like that, mm. this this city was birthed. I love that. That's like a an interactive thing the kids can play. It maybe makes like a little song and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Maybe game. there's like the, the, yeah. the town uh, anthem or something. Um, and it. it kind of just like ding. That is wonderful. It's really clever, really interesting. And and on top of that, just for the sake of the addition of it, there are games that are going to be played on the festival. You've been told that there's going to be booths set up and things that would be really fun. What kind of prizes do you think you've kind of crafted for this? Because I love that as a main exhibition thing in the town square, this rather imposing model mm. clock with with this metaphoric uniting of the two separate towns on its 500th anniversary. I love that. What what little prizes would you offer to kids? You you have toys in the shop. That makes sense. Already. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, you know, some basic things like... Uh... You know, maybe some some basic wooden pieces that as you push it, the legs move or something like that. Uh, And then the more advanced prizes, uh, I would say probably clockwork things. Mm. So maybe it's like it's like a little dog and you twist the key and then it like and it moves forward, that sort of thing. So just, you know, fun little curios and things like that. I love it. And you make enough that at least every kid in town is going to be able to have one of these things. There we go. Quality. Quite a lot. Really nice. I love it. Annalise and Galit, these two heads of the planning commission, they come by and they kind of inspect and they they organize it to know where all these things are going to be delivered to which booths. Uh, Galit's really in charge of it. Annalise kind of steps in and out as she's off doing her own whatever. Mm. But Galit seems more invested as she's taking it on herself to, to help out. And yeah, they seem very pleased with the work that you're doing. Mr. Tom Hanks. You have some downtime. What would you like to do? We cut to you. Well, I'd like to get up and go to work teaching young minds the power of friendship and literature. 
a bunch of the kids when you're teaching start asking, like, why do we even need to learn this if we're never going to be able to go to a university like all the people in Bright Gardens? We, we don't go to the nice academy. We're never going to, a few of the students are asking these questions to you. Now, why would you say that? Why do you think you could never go to a university like Bright Gardens? I mean, they advertise our, the acceptance rate from the lower Hallows, from Hallows High, and it's about 2%. But that's only because kids like you have this idea that you can't do something. I'm telling you, these stories, why do we read these stories? You ask me that question? Yeah. We read these stories to know that there is something more that's possible, that there's a possibility out there for everyone, that there's something that can be achieved. We hear stories of virtue and triumph and the defeat of evil and realization of your dreams because that's what life is. If only you would let it be that. You simply have to try. And if you try, I'll try. And we'll try together. <laughs> and I'll be there to support you. Don't you see? Oh my God, well, I'm inspired. <laughs> and one of the students, Francis, they're, they're listening to you. That was, that was, Good speech. Francis turns to you. He's back in school. Mr. Hanks. Yeah, Francis. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't didn't see you there. In the front row? Yeah, sorry. I, I was really in really it there in for it, a second. Yeah. <laughs> um in in Lucinander's leaves at the end there was that twist, you know, and, and the whole town was trees the whole time. But before we found out that there were trees, you know, they were being oppressed by the loggers. And then the loggers had what came to them, you know, like people rose up and protected the forest. Is that right? It's not so much about what is right and what is wrong, but what happens when a problem is ignored. The story of Loose and Anders Leaves isn't trying to teach you what you should do, but what happens if you don't take care of those things that require it. The loggers neglected the ecology of the trees, and because of that, the trees rose up and destroyed the loggers. The lesson is compassion, not revenge. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> give me a persuasion check <laughs> with advantage. Give him a give him a token for that. Yeah, give me, yeah you get a, a token. You get a token of inspiration. Find them. <laughs> Use one of the other. I brought like five more dice for you to try. And you, know, you keep using the same crappy ones. Uh, thirteen. 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 Hey man, you're a good teacher. I think a lot of the kids here are kind of nodding. I, I think you understand that there is a lot of talk about they're being put down upon. They're the workforce of this town. Without them, the rich people wouldn't have anything. You can hear the question that they're asking is, is it okay to fight back? What does it mean to fight for power and to have none? And you're counseling them to say it's about having compassion. And I think from that, from your lessons in the next few days, you're spending the time to tell these kids to try and understand the other person's perspective. And you connect to a lot of them. Is there anything you'd like to do in your free time during these days? I only have two things. What are the two things you want to do? I'd like to get some shield. Okay. <laughs> Get some shield and Can you the spare a couple of shields? Shield. I want to investigate on the status of Willow Crack, so probably go to follow Hana. Maybe she could check with Leo. I don't know. Perfect. For the shield, there's only one spot in town that you really know of that offers shields, and that is the blacksmith, the broken anvil. The wife of the town. Yeah, Priya Sudre. Hello. Ching, ding, 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 ding. She turns to you. Top Hi. of the morning. Hi. How, how, can I, how can I help you? Well, I don't want to bother you. Uh, I'm not here to waste your time. I just came to pick up a shield. Another one? Uh, well, yeah, this one's for me this time. 
felt a little bit uh, unprepared last time I was out in the field, as it were. <laughs> Give me a charisma check. Literally. <laughs> DC is a 10. But does she like us better now because we helped her husband? That's the question. This DC is 10 now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a natty 20. Natural hey. 20. She turns to you and she says, I want to say I'm I'm sorry about how I treated you and Miss Elamyar. It was rude. And my husband told me about you helping out when the watch needed some help. I'm going to be honest with you. I might have marked up some of my items a little bit the last time you went to buy some stuff. With that nat 20, she grabs a shield and says... On the house. My God, uh, I don't know how to thank you. It's no need to apologize. We all are just doing the best we can with the knowledge we have. Yeah. I don't know if I did say I'm sorry. I, well, I am sorry. Well, <laughs> then allow me to apologize for presuming you were apologizing. It's fair. No, that's fine. I hope I know this will protect you. I do good work. And I'm glad that you can use it. Thank you. We cut over to Tobin. What are you doing for this time? It's the next few days. I'm working on the decorations for the festival, mm-hmm. making sure that everything is ready, and kind of working with Falarhana as well. What are your decorations for the festival? Well, we had the idea. Falarhana, you want to explain? Uh, we were thinking uh, one thing is off uh, lampposts, off buildings around the town square, but also other places in the town would be like streamers. They'll tell different stories. So it could be things like in this part of the town was where, you know, th- this fire happened, but everyone came together and helped out. Awesome. Uh, this is where the first miners' union was formed in the lower hallows and they sure. came together. And also remembrance things if there was like people who've passed away so obviously the mayor the mayor yeah but the important thing we're doing is we're keeping it equal for both the lower hallows and bright gardens Love so bring this thing of like we remember all who were lost to that this town those who made it great if we could as well getting like your basic kind of festival things so like sparklers that kind yeah. of yeah maybe not fire stuff but <laughs> not too near the total town fire ban I yeah. Think, town. Yeah. Uh, with these with these streamers and the banners that have these images on uh, i'm imagining kind of a holographic thing you know when mm-hmm. you look at it at a different angle the image changes sure, yeah so it's like an illusion but without yeah. using the illusion spells when you're at a different angle it kind of changes like it's actively showing the achievement of these people what they're doing i love that we're gonna pause tobin's downtime because there's a scene that for sure needs to happen which is you have a meeting with the archaeological professor elon ponzan the uh, professor professor ponzan is a professor of archaeology and she's in her 70s she's a halfling she gives you the option do you want to meet up at the dig site or do you want to meet up at her office well, I mean, if I meet her at the dig, I was hoping to meet one of my friends who's a st- student of history, Megan. Yeah. I mean, she'll be at the uh, she'll be at the dig site, most likely. Oh, well, great. Well, two birds with one stone. Mm. Oh, I'll send him with whatever, like, noting, like, letterhead of, oh, yes, he's representing us for awesome. the council, coming over and having a look at the dig for the festival. So you meet up with Professor Ponzan in the Weaving Woods where she is doing her dig. The dig site is in an area called the Circle of Peace. This is an area you see a lot of different totems that are haphazardly in a wide circle. But in the center, you see that string that's marked out an area that they're digging into the ground as they're trying to find these two coins. There's a tent that's set up nearby, and Professor Ponzan is in the middle of discussing with one of her students, someone you know, Megan Stillfellow, and Megan recognizes you and says, Delvin, what, what are you doing here? Megan is a female dwarf. Oh, hey, Megan, I'm just here to do some research, maybe get some inspiration for the decorations for the festival. I would just love to know as much as I can about the dig and the history of this, just so we can include it all in the celebration of the town. Professor Ponzan could probably answer that. I'm, I'm going to keep... 
professor, is it all right if I keep working on this? I know we have a deadline. Is that okay? And the professor turns to Megan and says, Yes, you are, uh, what? Uh, Tobin Elamyar. Tobin Elamyar. Yes, how, how may I help you? Well, I was hoping that I could get some information about this site just so we could incorporate it into the celebration for the town. Like, uh, just the history behind this. Uh, maybe if there's any magic behind it or just any information that you might know that could help. Well, uh, do you know much about the town history? Well, I know, I know the basics, of, of course. I mean, we all learn in school. Right. Well, then you would know that uh, 500 years ago, there were two communities, Brightmoor and Golden Hallows. Of course. And they decided to merge into one community, Bright Hallow. Now, uh, they sealed the pact between the two cities with two coins, one of gold, one of silver, each representing both locations, Golden Hallows and the silver from Brightmoor. And they sealed it somewhere in this circle, we assume. This is a religious site for some of the people of the Lower Hallows. I do not judge. What makes it, what makes it so religious for them? What's so special? Oh, that's a... That's a good question. I assume it has something to do with the history of Golden Hallows as a settlement before it was a separate city from Brightmoor. A lot of people believe that it was just... Well, it's odd. If you check the history of the entire land of Palantis that we all live in, this city of Golden Hallows has been immune or has been unfazed by the constant wars between nations, the Red Dominion to the east, or the Sainted Realm to the north, it was untouched. A lot of people attribute this to the mountain ranges towards the north and the east, but I believe I have a theory that possibly these coins might be a key. There's something about the Golden Hallows area where, if you check the history books, it's always been referenced as a temperate area, unchanging, calm, a wonderful place to settle down. People who settle here tend to stay, but it never rose up as one of the great cities like Whiteborn or the others. It just stayed as it was. And that was many, many thousands of years ago. Golden Hallows had been around for quite a long time, the ancient settlement. Hmm. And no documentation of any war or any famine or anything like that? Nothing here, aside from maybe a little over 500 years ago before. Around the time when the settlement of Brightmoor came to be, possibly. What just happened the then? North. What? Well, I mean, there was a conflict? No conflict. It just grew spontaneously. Uh, this happens sometimes when groups deferring, possibly for religious purposes. Brightmoor, uh, the founder, believed in the god of Lathander, and this possibly had, had a bit of a separation between the settlement started his own with some followers then discovered the mine in the mountains and eventually opened up a town for himself do you do you have any reason or any any belief that there might be any magic with these coins possibly i mean it is not unheard of to have artifacts that's why i wish to find it do you worry that you might you might you know i don't know sometimes things are best left undiscovered in the stories that I've read. You've seen what's happening in the town right now, right? Yes. The disarray, the fighting. Well, that's why Tensions we're... Tensions are high. That's why we're trying to help. We create the neighborhood watch to, to bring the town together. I believe that if we can show that our towns had come together at one point, united together, show the proof. A lot of people don't know this history as well. They don't know that they sealed a pact between these two communities to join together. To remind them this is 
I think, paramount, and we will find it soon. I, I believe it's in this circle somewhere. It's a rather large area, but we're narrowing it down. In my head, I, I feel like I'm thinking that, I came to the thought that as soon as they started digging, maybe as they get closer and closer, there's more disarray. When did you start digging? We only started our official work. We only broke ground about a week ago. For your knowledge, Tobin, that is after the mayor's murder, that is after the Greyhands stuff, that is before the defacing of the statue, but after the, the silver and all the other stuff. Mm. Who, uh, whose idea was it to, to dig this up and kind of commission it? Mine? Oh, of course. Oh. Hey, sorry, just a quick question. This is literally a coin. You said there was a silver and a gold. Coin, a, yes. So it's like a, like a dollar coin, so like a tiny little thing. Yes, but they, they don't know what's unique about it. But the fact is, is it, there's a documented history that the two communities sealed their pact with these coins. Her idea is that if she can show them and reveal them, it's it, not only would it be valuable for historical purposes, maybe she can understand what happened with Golden Hallows, it being such a temperate area for such a long time in the history of this. It extends beyond the history of this as a country. It's been here for eons. There's been a long, long time as a settlement here. Yeah, and just com- just pretty much peaceful the entire time. Not involved in like ne- it never took sides in wars or anything. Never had to. Now you said this is this is called the Circle of Peace. Are there t- mm-hmm. like totems or statues around it? Yeah, small little totems and statues. Yeah, of different gods and different creatures. Can I can I take a peek? I'll say uh, thank you, Professor. Do you mind if I just look around, of get course. some inspiration? Just please don't disturb the the dig site. Of course. Let me take a close look at the the statues. Yeah. I need an investigation or a history check. 21. 21 is really good. Like, are they looking in any direction or like... With a a 21, you learn a few things about this from kind of casual inspection. This isn't your study, but you do notice some stuff with this. First thing you notice, that people have left a number of stones around different deities as a form of worship, leaving stones, leaving found objects around certain these statues. The other thing you notice about this area is that all of the statues are not well defined. There are a number of gods you could probably make out that you think you've heard about, maybe, possibly a god like Pelor or Maliki and different, different general gods. But the weird thing is that all of these statues aren't ornate. They seem to be kind of crafted haphazardly. There doesn't seem to be care taken into any of these statues. But it doesn't seem like anyone has built altars out here. It doesn't feel like anyone has built anything to this that you would expect. You you grew up in a different city entirely. You're not from this area. You can feel that this is a, a place of, like, calm temperance a little bit here. There's some kind of calm to the nature around you. It feels nice here, but no particular god draws your eye. There are many of them here. As you start noticing, there's small little ones, little statues. There's larger ones. Some of it, you just see a large rock that was left at an angle, and maybe that's where some people pray, but you don't know. It, it doesn't point to any one god. It's peculiar. Can I, can I call over Megan? Yeah. From the dig a little bit, ask her about the statues and just say, ah, oh, these are really interesting. I, I see oh, many gods represented and hmm? um, oh, I mean, this is not what I'm used to. I mean, I'm not I'm not quite as used to it either. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm still <laughs> studying. I'm, I'm really hoping that we'll find something unique in this dig. Mm-hmm. Do you, how old do you think these these are? I mean, Professor Ponzan said that this site has been around for possibly eons, if anything, wow. but I don't know how this area has been around, but I don't know. 
Have you guys had any anyone come in to check out if there's any magic around or detecting magic? No, I don't think so. Well, that seems quite peculiar. I mean, just to be safe, you know, you gotta you gotta be safe in these digs. Sure. Yeah, this maybe is quite we old. should. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll talk to the professor about that before before leaving. Yeah. Can we get a bit of clarification? Like you're, you're saying, the the statues and that look a bit off. Like it. Okay. Yeah. They are arranged in a circle with an empty area in the center, which is where they're digging right now, where where they think they buried the coins. And they're all the front is facing into the circle, or out of the circle. If the statue was to have a front, like a face. You don't see faces on a lot of these statues. And if there are, they're pointed in many different directions. They're really rough. I, I, The big thing you notice that you get with the 21 is that you would expect a religious purpose, right? Someone would take the time to craft something to praise their god. This is like someone took a stone and was like, thunk, this will work. There are trees above the circle? There's it, nothing that up? overhangs the circle. Yeah, it's, you can look up straight to the sky. And the ground itself, is it like muddied or anything? Just dirt? What's the... It's solid earth. How deep do you think you have to dig to get to these coins? As as you say that, the professor, um, a, a bit deep because it's been 500 years. So, you know. Well, yeah, that makes sense. And if they buried it, they buried it to, for, for a purpose. Do you know why they chose this site specifically? Uh, yes, uh, she comes over to you. It's uh, interesting. This site was insisted upon by the Golden Hallows. They wouldn't perform any sort of ritual to dissolve their settlement and join Brightmoor unless it was done in this specific site because it held a, um, a primitive religious connotations for them. This is where the people come to pray. Sorry, is Brightmoor Golden Hallows, which one's descended from which class? Is Brightmoor the lower hallows? Golden, so ha- Golden Bright- Hallows Brightmoor, is the, the poor side. Yeah, Gold- oh, right, right, Golden right. Hallows turned... So, Golden Hallows eventually, when they joined, turned into the Lower Hallows. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, Brightmore eventually turned into Bright Gardens. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's that's fascinating. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, she gives you because um, you asked about like key events in the town, so mm-hmm. she kind of gives you a few of these events. So, uh, main events if you wanted for your for your artwork that you're depicting through mm-hmm. magic. So for sure, one of the events would be the discovery of the silver mine. This mm-hmm. is a well-known story. It's how the mining company likes to tell it that Brightmore, you know, down on his luck, a member from the Golden Hallows, goes into the mountain ranges and discovers a piece of silver in the in the ground and then started mining it. And it grew and grew a whole really, really wealthy, nice town, a settlement for himself, one that he dedicated to his god, Lathander. There is the joining of the towns 50 years later with his grandson joining with the Golden Hallows. So the grandson of Brightmoor, who's leading that that settlement, joined together with the Golden Hallows. So that's definitely, I mean, that's the key thing we're celebrating for 500 years. Definitely other big moments were the founding of the university in Brightmoor's name, the statue itself that was erected in the town square. The first connection, the real paving of the road to Whiteborn to allow for ease of delivery of the silver. Another big event was the the mining union, the formation of it. And those are pretty much the big events that you kind of have there. Has anyone has anyone ever tried to excavate these? No, personally, I think there's been a lot of superstition about this, uh, about this as a, a site, but... Uh, a lot of people don't believe in my theories, and I think it'd be great to prove them, prove them right. Man, I wish I could detect magic. Thank them for their time, and awesome. And I'm back to the shop. Awesome, Falerhana. What would you like to do? For me, uh, it'd be helping out uh, setting up the festival. One thing I like to do about that to make sure we're 
basically doing an outreach thing to certain areas, both in Bright Gardens and the Lower Hallows with the NWA insignia, and openly asking people, well, what, what does this town mean to you? And mm. and trying to get oh. information from both sides of rights and mm. going in NWA thing like, hey, we're on your side. Let's all tell the story of this town together. Okay, so you get a lot of pushback from people in the Lower Hallows when you're asking these questions. A lot of people are saying, what does this town mean to me? This town means what living a crap life working in the mine and then eventually dying penniless while everyone else makes money off of what i do and then you hear a lot of anger about the word of spread that willow crack who people knew gave that money to the iron yak to distribute is locked up for this crime there's a lot of questioning about the mayor's motives like i thought he was one of us and look at this the town watch still doesn't really come down here they don't care the only time they came down here is to take our money and there's a lot of anger about Willow Crack being locked up. I hear exactly what you're saying about Willow Crack. To each of those people who do give me a bit of pushback, <laughs> uh, I, I will ask, 500 years has brought us to this place. What would you do to improve this town for the next 500 years? Where do you want it to be? I mean, you're talking, I'm assuming most people you're talking to are either people who are doing working class jobs or miners themselves on break and stuff like that. And where would they say? They would probably say, get rid of Bright Gardens level out the money, maybe make the mining company owned by all of us rather than by the Brightmoors. What have they done? They, they've leached off of us long enough. We, we pay with our time, we pay with our blood, we pay with our lives. We don't get anything in return. In 500 years, what would we do to change things? We would be the ones in charge. Why is there only one or two people from the Lower Hallows in the council? Why is this the first mayor in 500 years that's from the Lower Hallows? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I will then just be asking for the Lower Hallows, the the place where yes, there is so much suffering in that. Give me a name of someone who stood out for you in Lower Hallows, or stood up for you, who made this world a bit better. And I'm gonna, I'll tell them like we we will commemorate oh. the, the people who are worth it. Without question, tons of people keep telling you to Willow Crack. They know it's weird. It's weird that a punk kid would choose actively to give up a large portion of a fortune to other people. And now they're locked up for, for what they did. That's that the most recent clear example of yep. injustice and something that they, they think, who who should be honored? Honor Willow Crack. See how the rich people feel about you honoring them, you know? Honor Willow Crack. See what happens. I will. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the poll for the Bodie McBoat face thing. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we go with that. So, the, the, uh, so that'll be for the festival. The other thing I like to do is uh, if I get dinner or something with Leo, I will, I will, you know, oh, so how's the investigation going? Gotten Willow Crack off yet? The, this is maybe two nights prior, and he turns to you and says, look, I'm, I'm in a real bind. Willow signed a confession, and there are people that say he did it. And I know that they're co-conspirators, but I don't know if I can just let him off. There's not enough evidence to say that he didn't take it, just enough evidence to say that he was part of the group that took it. So maybe he won't face as much time, but he's going to go to jail. He's got to stay in prison. Leo, you're right, this has got you in a bind, but as you've seen, this has got the town in a bind. We can send him to prison. You can make that decision, but we're coming up to the festival. Don't know if you've heard a lot of things leading into this and tensions are high already. They burnt the library down. What else will they burn? I, I understand the law and the burden that is on your shoulders. I can't imagine what it's like, but I know that there is no better person than you to be in this position. I know you'll make the right decision, but you must consider every angle for the town, not just Bright Gardens, but for the people, both high and low here. Okay. I've been mulling over an idea, but I don't... It's tough, Hana. 
It's tough to know who I can trust, especially in the town watch. I know a lot of them want to do right, but the list you had, the list I saw as well, in the council, there are people in this town that are sympathetic to this group. There's a whole power structure here that I don't know how to... I, I trust you. I can try something. I can arrange for Willow to be taken to Whiteborn before the festival. If I send Willow off as an excuse saying that there's not much need for security on this, if you promise not to hurt these men and women in the town watch, small guard, one or two people, you could potentially break him free. This goes against so much of what I believe in, but I know I don't think he should be locked up. I think you, you and Mr. Hanks made a good point. I leave it to you. I can try this, but I don't want to be involved in it. If what you want is to free this kid, I can help. But if what you want is to exonerate this kid, I can't do it. That's as far as I can bend before I break. Thank you, Leo. Let me know what you choose. It'll take a day to arrange, so. Let me consider it. I will get back to you. Cool. Well, that's, a, that's an enticing... Well, well, well. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things happen uh, in the course of these days that I just want to kind of go over briefly. Number one... This is two days before the, the festival. Number one, you're, you're prepping. This is like all your work is getting prepped. Lady Knight comes to you, Tobin, and she, she comes by the shop during one of the evenings after work. Oh, good evening. She makes sure that no one's around. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too. I hope you don't mind. I have a proposition. On top of our previous? Yes, it, it's connected with this. Uh-huh. Same deal. Okay. Rather than giving you gold, if you could copy a certain number of scrolls for me, I will offer you twice the value in healing potions. Would oh, you take this? That's that's very kind of you. Um, she knows you're hurting for healing potions, so she's offering this instead of money because for her, healing potions she can make, she can not make, she can buy more at, at base level cost, but for you, it's very different. So this is what she's offering. Uh, you can have the money, 360 gold, doing this, or you can have roughly like 14 potions worth. All right, for this round, I'll... I think I'll take the potions. Okay. And maybe we can figure out something else for the next round as well. Perfect. May I know what spell is you'd like me to... Just one spell. I had a rush order. It is the Earth Tremor. I gave it to you. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I remember. Yes, I'm sorry. I was just, yes. just thinking about the potions. Good. So oh. I shall bring it to you tomorrow? Night? The potions? Yes. Uh, yes, that would be wonderful if, uh, it's going to take me a, a day or two to create four scrolls for you, as it takes quite a bit of time, and I do have to prepare for the festival. Sure. Well, when you do you When do you need these by? Tomorrow night. Uh, do you have a specific buyer already, ready yes. to go? Uh-huh. Okay. It's going to take me uh, eight whole hours to, to complete this. Yes. Do we have a deal? Y yes. Perfect. I'll bring the potions, and I count on your silence. Of course. Perfect. Wonderful. What the fuck is she selling these two? Tomorrow night that lines up perfectly with the festival. <laughs> the day before the festival, when everyone's meeting up, it's actually around the time when the NWA would meet normally at the ornamental trinket shop. What would you like to do? An opportunity to break Willow Crack out. But this is before a big festival. It's going to be interesting. I say we do it. We got it. He, he saved us. We owe it to him. And he tried to help all those people, and they just they, they took it away. And now, what does he get for it? For all that good he was trying to do. What does he get? Life in prison with, with scum like piss and people like that. He's, he's better than that. 
He is, but we saw the last act of goodness he tried to do cause the people of Bright Garden and the town watch to come down hard on those who also hadn't done anything. Us helping him get out has a possibility to, to hurt them more. And he likes to talk. If we set him free, which is a good thing, who is to say he doesn't come back here and start spreading rumors that... I mean, it's good that we set him free, but we don't want the town watch coming out after us. Well, he was already on his way out when he was caught. He's trying to leave, start a new life. If we made it clear, I don't think he would come back here and, and do that. He wants to go. If we spring him, where does he go? What does he do? News will get out that he was sprung and... It's going to be a manhunt. Manhunt for him. Lower Hallows will be cracked down on for information. The, the town watch will suspect that's... Someone Perhaps a there's a way that. we can make it look like he wasn't sprung, but escaped. Undead owlbear attacks the convoy. No, we can... Uh, Go on, Mr. Not Hanks. a bad idea, actually. Do we still have access to the corpse of that owlbear? You burnt it. But yeah, I can burnt. illusion an owlbear, and I can make it seem real in their head that there's an owlbear there. I've got an idea. Here's what I propose. Using a combination of illusions and magical trickery, as well as perhaps some explosive devices made by some of our friends, perhaps even Lady Knight, we make it look as though Willow has died in the transport, and at the same time frighten off the guards. So there's no reason to search for him in the first place. He is, after all, a dead person. Perhaps on the way to Whiteborn, there is some kind of ravine or pass where we could make it look as if the carriage has fallen down into the ravine. Maybe an explosion or two, uh, an owl bear if needs be, and then presto bango, no need to find Willow Crack. Good riddance, by the way, for the uh, upper crust of the town, punished probably quite justly in their eyes, unfortunately. I like True. Thank you. But doing so requires said trickery to be well planned, well thought out. And Indeed. And we... time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all we really need to do is burn it. <laughs> but also make sure he's not burned and get him out alive. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. We take him out. I mean, I don't want to, like, be weird or anything, but you could even just, like, if we found some bones somewhere, could, like, take him out and then put the bones in there and then burn it or, or blow it up. Mm. Mr. Hanks, that was cool, too. Bones are and good. And then we leave the bones in there and they're like, oh, there's the bones. <laughs> And no question. Yeah. Well, we, do you know where we can get one of them? Like I said, I don't want to be creepy. Mm. I know it is a little bit creepy. But maybe we could, like, Willow's ancestors are buried there. They'd be like, hey, we're helping out one of our ancestors. What if, what if news gets back to the Lower Hallows that Willow's dead? If it's no cause, if it's simply some kind of an accident or a, a will of nature, they'll have to accept that it's just the course of human events. Or events, since there are multiple races there. <laughs> and but here, do you think they'll, they'll blame the town watch even more um, because mm. their arrest led to his death? This is a no-win yeah. situation. No. Oh, well, I think <laughs> it's better than, than us simply breaking him out or him being put to death. Well, I think what it comes down to, Tobin, what you're saying is... Do we want to piss off which side of town? The well, upper crust? If we get caught, hours? it will piss off everyone. Is there a way? So here's what I propose. <laughs> <laughs> if Tobin can create an illusion that some kind of beast 
comes, a very imposing beast that would certainly terrify the town watch because they would know that they would never stand a chance, a dragon of some kind or something like that. And using a little bit of pyrotechnics, a little bit of actual heat is created. They feel the heat, they run, and perhaps one of them sees Willow being carried away in the talons of the beast, and one of the guards sees him mounting the beast. So we have a conflicting story between the two guards. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be deemed crazy, put oh in a God. madhouse. Okay, so what would you like to do? I don't know, this is all really complicated. All right, <laughs> do we, uh, so we're going to break him out. Yes? I'm down. I vote for yes. But okay. it's not a plain breakout. We have to do some kind of a cover-up. Yes. Okay. Either of him dying or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like to just disable the guards as quick as possible. <laughs> maybe put them to sleep. Illusion and then set Willow free. And then we can create an illusion of his death, maybe. Do Good we, idea. Would... Uh, saying going forward because I think we'll, <laughs> we're, we're definitely doing this plan yep. so saying yes to Leo what details can he give us about like who are the people guarding him can you know best of all worlds <laughs> does he have people who are sympathetic to us so uh, we'll, we'll shorthand this in that he, he tells you if you're if you do express interest in this that there's no one who's going to let this go but he can tell you when and where to be on the path that leads out of town Mm -hmm. if you want to ambush this in, in a safe way, but he wants a guarantee that no one will get hurt. Can he provide us with disguises? He doesn't want anything to do mm. with the planning of this, aside from letting you know. We just can't be recognized. Yeah. But I can help with that. Okay, so the idea is if you'll tell us a location on the road, mm -hmm. we hit it. Cool, we can make it work. This is gonna take some planning. Do you have any inclination that he might be setting us up? Only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you you made your plan. You decide what you want to do. Well, we have an idea for a plan, but with uh with all of this, tomorrow will be the day before the festival officially, and you're told by Leo that when you have this conversation with him later that night, that tomorrow night they'll move him in anticipation of the festival and he'll tell you exactly where to be the night before the festival occurs. With all of you having come up with a rough idea that you're going to break out Willowcrack the night before this festival. As during the day, you're doing festival planning, and Tobin, you're going to spend most likely the night and a lot of the next day creating these scrolls in your private time. Garrett's going to be finishing up work on his gun. Um, man, I'm so conflicted about these scrolls. Is there any way that I can make it so they, they, I don't know, malfunction somehow? Yes, you can. For sure. Ho, ho, ho. Devious. Man, I, I just don't trust that these are... I mean, the deadline and the timing, it makes sure. me quite nervous. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There goes my business deal. Yeah, I'm going to make them malfunction. Awesome. Um, uh, I'm going to make three of them malfunction, and then one of them will be okay. all right. Okay. Cool. I love it. Wonderful. With all of that and the festival being in two days, we will close this episode as when we come back, we will see the freeing of Willow Crack. See you next time. Well, there you have it. The party has made plans to break Willow Crack out of jail. Tensions are rising and so is the danger. But will the NWA be successful? And if so, will there be any fallout in the town of Bright Hollow? Find out in the next episode of What's My Role? What's My Role is a proud member of the Arcane Focus Network. 
forget to subscribe and rate us wherever podcasts are downloaded. It really does help. And be sure to tell your friends about What's My World. See you next time. Looking for more adventure? Head to ArcaneFocusNetwork.com.